This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Jonathan, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast again. Definitely wanted to have you back on here again. I thought our conversation was really insightful last time, the fact of how interesting and how you started your business and also um, just how it's you know similar but different to our existing business really in the same landscaping field. So thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. A pleasure to be back. So tell us, so we spoke about a month ago, so mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe two. So transitioning from the winter Florida months into now the busier months, how have you seen really a change in the business? Uh, for us, we typically slow down on landscape installations in the summer. Uh, just seems that one, it's harder to do the installs, but also it's most folks are concerned about how much water it's going to take to keep everything going. So we see a, a real uptick in our maintenance schedule during the summertime. So really interesting. It's, so people people are concerned actually about the water levels. As far as well, where we are in. Central Florida, it's interesting because in South Florida, you can water as much as you want. There's uh, lots of basically man-made lakes that are used for irrigating with uh, essentially rainwater. And in North Florida, they don't do that. It's all well water. And it's it's paid for. uh, You have to pay to use the water. You have to pay the city to use the water. And so in that sense, it's incredibly expensive to get a landscape established. And so for that reason, most people are concerned if I spend too much uh, money on the watering just to get a landscape established in the summer, it'd be better wait until the winter time. Interesting. 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 So is the summertime particularly for you, you know, because I feel like every uh, landscaping company has a sales season and then a install season, you know, there's definitely always a constant flow of it, but everyone definitely has their peak season. So it's important to you to, actively find customers this time to prepare them and get their designs and everything ready for, you know, later in the year? I think all year long, we're looking to to get people interested in landscaping. It just seems that it's a more of a pickup, typically March all the way through uh, June. And then it picks up again in September and goes all the way through November. And then there's that lull, you know, right around the holidays where things slow down. And then as far as our install schedule, we try to get installs scheduled for the whole year. But the reality is, is that usually June, July, August, our install schedule does slow down a bit. Very interesting. 
Um, so what do you actually happen to do with the same installation crew? How do you put them to work during the summertime? Uh, most of the people we have working with us are able to do maintenance and landscaping. And the folks that we have that are landscape specific, if that's all they're able to do, we try to find other uh, things they can do that would be more detail oriented. So going and doing uh, enhancement services uh, for existing maintenance clients, uh, you know, teaching them how to run some of the equipment and doing some more detail oriented gardening. But can it get like, you know, kind of tedious and difficult on you to have the burden of like having to have something for them to do that time of year, because only part, you know, for a certain part of the year they're doing, there's like a no brainer. And then the other part of the year, it's like keeping yeah. them busy with other things. So that's probably kind of like a thorn in your side or no. I mean, I don't think so because most of the folks that we have, I mean, generally the guys we have, they either love doing maintenance or they love doing landscaping, but they're able, they're cross trained to do both. Right. And so there's just the understanding that, you know, if you're working at our company, you're going to be able to do both and there's going to be uh, busier seasons. And so for our maintenance guys, they don't love doing landscaping, but they're there helping getting landscapes installed in the wintertime and yeah. vice versa for our, our install crews. Well, that's definitely a great culture to, to start with because you want to make sure that everyone's willing to do everything because you really don't want to have a company that's formed around people that are dictating what they're willing to do to help the company. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have a very specific process for the way that we hire people and we try to get people who are going to align with our core values, which is uh, excellence by design. Uh, so basically, the idea is striving for excellence in all things, and that's personal as well as the business. Uh, so people who want to grow, people who want to get better, that's what we're looking for. And that's hard to do in this this arena, this field. But we feel like having people who are striving for excellence, who will do the right thing and stay positive, those are the type of people we want to work with, the type of people we invest in. And we want to do everything we can to hold on to those people for as long as possible. How do you, to switch topics a little bit, how do you really get business? Is it just word of mouth or do you do any specific target advertising or do you worry about getting new clients? You know, is there any <laughs> periods? Yes, of course. Of course we worry about getting clients, but uh, you know, that's, I think that's the nature of every business that's in uh, last time we were together. Uh, one of the things I asked you guys about was, was what you did to kind of uh, navigate the waters of COVID with what for us, what happened is we had, uh, an incredible amount of work come in, but we couldn't find enough people to do the work. And so we had to turn away a lot of business and we, right. we lost, you know, at least a million dollars worth of prospective business over two years. And so now what we're experiencing with the economy slowing down and people, especially with, uh, you know, the debt ceiling crisis that was happening, we had some folks even say, you know, we're not even sure if we're ready to pull the trigger uh, on some of the landscapes until we know what's happening with the economy. So what we're having right now is we have a fantastic crew we want to hold on to. And it's taken us years to really build that culture. And um, in fact, a few years ago, I terminated all of our staff and started over because I had been working. Oh, for, you called us that. Yeah. That yeah. Was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, getting the culture right was so important. And so now we have this great culture, great staff. And so I'm really working at marketing to ensure that we stay busy and keep, uh, you know, uh, work jobs coming in. And um, I think that was one of the things that was encouraging uh, in our last conversations. What you, what you guys talked about with the uh, 
kind of last minute job around Christmas time you got for tree work and how they kept uh, the crew you had in place. And, uh, you know, for us going into the summer, what we're looking at is how do we keep the crew that we have busy covering our overhead so that we're able to not let anyone go. But getting back to my question, I thank you for that answer, but I want to, I guess maybe be more specific. Yeah. So you do work, you said that you do worry about getting business, just like you mm-hmm. said, any business yeah. does, but how do you get it? Like, what are your tried and true ways of getting it besides just getting yeah. referral? I would say, you know, the majority of our work comes through uh, people finding our website. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a, a pretty good reputation in Gainesville, Florida. And I think we have a pretty website. So it's working on that uh, on a pretty regular basis, uh, going back in. And, and right now, one of the things we're doing is working on a uh, interactive portfolio so people can go in and, and see some of the different landscapes that we've done. Because just like a lot of other people, I don't know about you guys, but we're so busy doing the work that it's hard to stop and document the work. So mm-hmm. we're trying to get better at showing our portfolio to prospective customers. So that being said, landscape for us is mainly driven through uh, people watching our installs. So that'd be word of mouth or uh, just you know seeing our trucks around town. Um, Google uh, Analytics and uh, targeted AdWords. And then we have uh, folks whose job it is to essentially take our blog material that we're putting up, uh, blog articles, uh, two times a month. They're taking that that and uh, essentially turning it into Instagram and Facebook posts that get put up on a weekly basis. Right, right, right. right. And then, uh, sorry, in addition to that, I'm in FNGLA. I'm in uh, the Chamber of Commerce. And there's a... a Builders Association in North Central Florida that I'm a part of. So it's just essentially networking. You're literally doing all of the things. The thing is, is that you really just have to keep doing all of the things and you have to find all of the different boxes because similarly, you know, you're in Gainesville, which is in North Florida. We're in South yeah. Florida. They're technically yeah. different markets. There's technically different people, but we're a part of the FNGLA. We're a part of different business um networking groups down here that we feel that are specifically associated with the customers that we're wanting to go after. It doesn't always mean it's the chamber of commerce. It could be another type of group where it's just business professionals that you just see that there's an opportunity and um, you have to just keep putting gas on the fire on all of these different things. But, um, you know, the only thing that I would maybe say to add is, you know, we've always felt as we've grown the business, we want to keep trying new marketing ideas and mm-hmm. track those ideas by not putting good money after bad money, but mm-hmm. by learning what else you can do to help increase your streams of revenue. Mm-hmm. So certain times, what you saying? Well, I was just going to say that another thing, you're in a completely different area than us. So mm-hmm. uh, I would give you an idea. Um, I started um, a networking group that I based around feeding into our business. Mm. So I called it top of mind. Okay. Wants to keep everybody top of mind. So Mm -hmm. it has a landscape architect. Okay. As an architect, an interior designer. Yeah. A general contractor, like builds houses. Mm -hmm. A real estate developer that does mostly commercial stuff and residential stuff. We have a pool guy. Yeah. We 
have, uh, I mean, there's uh, a guy that does like builds like kitchens and baths mm-hmm. and then there's a couple other people. And well, let me take a break for a second to explain. So we specifically had a market. So one of our companies is called Coastal Gardens. It mm-hmm. operates exclusively on Palm Beach Island. So we okay. thought and Jeff thought actually of all of the different people that could potentially be connecting to our customers. So the idea was self-serving at first to say, who could refer us? So the same thing is similar for you also too. Who could refer you? And you could think of 10 different people that could refer you, but Mm -hmm. with an overarching goal that these people obviously could also refer each other. Yes. Well, and, and Jeff, all the the industries you just named are you know corollaries to us as well. I mean, those sure. are v- very good fits. Right. So the key to it is to get people who basically are like people that are well known. You don't want to get obscure people because you want people that are well known because you want people that actually have substantial amounts of business and could actually be referring and maybe other people have kind of heard of, so they want to yes. be part of the group. Okay. And then I have like, we have a guest speaker once a month and the guest speaker is someone like we've had different mayors of different counties and different towns here. Okay. Um, we've had like someone who is from the historical society of Palm Beach County, which was a guest speaker. We had the president of the chamber of commerce. We okay. have been all various people, a PR person. There's been all, and you sort of make it like it's something where you, and, you know, it's, it's like more than they could ask for. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I'm part of this group. And you know what I mean? Like, it's fantastic because I'm getting all of this value out of it. And so for that, I also have um, aligned us with a charity. So we're now aligned with the charity. The charity isn't just a regular charity. I mean, there's so many of them, obviously, but it's a charity that's like business minded. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, something that sort of benefits the area that we're in. Somebody yeah. who's very active in that area, who's a very prominent person. That's the person who, you know, is the head of the charity. So you get access to that person. The, Everything the, is about strategy. The uh, difference is a really a real estate agent. You do a real estate yeah. agent also in your group. Well, but the difference well, is though, is that this isn't like if you're joining, if you're a landscaping company joining a business group, yes, already formed, all of those people in the group technically can't help each other and they're not really all geared towards all helping every industry. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to like, for example, for our industry, you don't need a website designer in the group. You don't yeah. need a life insurance person. You don't yeah. need a car insurance person. Like you don't need certain one of these services. And the thing is typically when you join those groups, those are the most annoying people are the ones that like can keep hammering you trying to sell you versus yes. it actually being like a referral network they can help you yes if you have a property management company right. or something like that mm-hmm. they have a need for landscaping yes when they have a problem at their house they have a need for someone in construction when they're wanting to do an addition like it all works really well together because the goal is that everyone has the same core group of people that they're targeting. You know, our target was Palm Beach Island and the residents. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't targeting each other for business. Like, you know what I mean? The direction isn't each other. The direction is the customer. Yeah. So everyone has the same goal, which is to connect people to more customers, mm-hmm. not to each other. 
I love that idea. Uh, I mean, I, I was a part of BNI, which is similar, but I think what you guys uh, did in that group, it's a lot more specific. And it's I've done less- BNI and I really don't like it. It's like a, it's a, you have a pressure to refer people that you might mm-hmm. not even like. Yeah. And the thing well, is, the-, the easiest people to refer are like, you know, the people who do print and web and advertising and all that kind of stuff. And yes. it's like, it just, it becomes a nuisance versus the referral that you're looking for doesn't come from me and Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. It comes from a customer connection that you have to you. Yeah. And the only way that you can get that referral is that if you show me that I trust you, that I can refer you. So the whole symbioticness of the relationship is built on your capabilities, your trust, and how much everyone has faith in each other that we can all support each other. Yeah. So that what's interesting about that is that I, I mean, I have a, a group that I actively network with and refer, but they're primarily people in trades that have to do with the exterior of a home. So I, th- I like the idea of trying to pursue and would be curious, like what you did to pursue an architect, uh, landscape architect, and specifically an interior designer. Like who were the people you looked for and how did you create those relationships? Well, Jeff started with someone who was prominent to start the okay. group. So we had okay. to find someone first that was someone that everyone knew and respected. So how okay. did you do that? So how I did that was I identified who those people were and there was a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And then I called them and said, I'm starting a group. I know certain people and I'm going to do this. And it's going to be great because it's not something that's BS. It's not something where it's going to be like all these kind of people needed to come to an event and there's just tons of people. And who do you talk to? It's like, there's going to be one or two people in each, you know, category and we're going to be there for business. It's not social. It's for business because the landscape, no pun, uh, is changing in the world. We need another source of how to refer one another and what better to do than ancillary services where we can keep each other top of mind. I love it. So in other words, so, if I'm in a house, if I'm in a house, we're doing the landscaping and the woman is talking and she's like, yes, I'm redoing my kitchen, blah, blah. Who's redoing your kitchen? Do you have a contractor? Yeah. Do you have an interior designer? Do yeah. you have a cool person? Do you have, it's well, just, you keep them, you know, in the top of your mind. Think yes, of the, top of mind is a great name. Think of the day. Oh, you think so? You think it's a great name? Yeah. He thinks top of mind is a great name. John did not like the name at the beginning. By the way, I'm going to steal the name, so... It's not trademark, so I'm taking it. No, it's not. It's not trademark. No, <laughs> no. But I, I love the idea. That's a great. Uh, I mean, it, it is the people I recommend currently. There, I have single people. Like I don't recommend anyone else. These are the put only them people all, I recommend. Put them all together. So yeah, they can benefit from one another. Also, but, right. But you only pick the ones that you know are capable of referring also. You can't pick people that are only on the receiving end of things. You have to pick people knowingly who are going to fit within the model. We've utilized this whole relationship where not everyone has referred us business, but we've actually developed real business relationships with other companies that are in our industry that will definitely yeah, produce some results. Will, in other words, what John is saying is some will take, they're not immediate sure. referral, but they will take a little more time. And then you meet you, people through them. It's created a whole nother 
like Avenue. When you refer somebody, it's concerning because you're like, I'm putting my name on the line. So we have our, our meeting once a month. So when you have something once a month, when you start to really get into know people and all that kind of stuff, they do have a little bit more of a responsibility to do right by you, by your referral. Mm-hmm. They can still be like, that customer wasn't for me, but they would give them the amount of respect that they deserve based upon the referral coming from you. No, I think that's great. So let me, let me uh, one, I want to come to your meetings to let me know when I can uh, come visit sometime. I'll drive over and spend the day with, with you guys uh, to check out the meeting. But what's the format? How long is the meeting? And you said you had a speaker come in. So the meeting, uh, you want to make it something that isn't difficult, you know, for mm-hmm. people. So mm-hmm. we thought that like four o'clock, not the okay. end of the day, but close to the end of the day was a good time. It turns out that it's a fine time, but, you know, there really isn't a good time for people in sure. business are busy. If you do first thing in the morning, they don't want to do that either. So I thought that was a good time. So yeah. four o'clock, it's approximately an hour to an hour and a half at max. Max. Right. Then I also get a speaker, someone who's prominent, like call the mayor. Tell the mayor you're have this business group. You all do business in Gainesville. You're all a collection of businesses and everybody, you know, would love for you to come and spend some time with us. And so, I mean, whatever you want to say. Listen, the people you can talk to the president of the university must know a million prominent people in the, in Gainesville. So you can get the president of, you know, University of Florida there. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can give you a million suggestions, you know what I mean? Of people that are like prominent who people want to know. Think of like, you know, other ways, like you have to think of it almost like selfishly, which is what I did. I told people eventually that this was a selfish idea at first. My first instinct was selfish. But then I realized that if I put everybody together that, you know, they can all benefit from one another also. And I'm someone that really, I like to do that anyway. I love putting people together. So I'm connecting like a connector. So it worked for us. And it's it's still ramping up. You know, we've had it on for like seven months. And I would say we've gotten some very good relationships out of it. And we have gotten business that we haven't even like, we don't realize like all the different business that we're getting. Since I'm sitting here thinking, I, I do realize yeah. that we're getting a bunch of different business and opportunities, but it hasn't even realized the full potential yet because it's only been seven months. And then there's some like events that we're going to be going to as a group. So December the 20th, the Palm Beach, the Island of Palm Beach Chamber of Commerce is having us, and there's about 500 people that go to these breakfasts, and we're actually going as a group. They're featuring us, and they're trying to understand why did we do that separately. I'm a member of the chamber. I'm also a trustee of it. So I'm friends with him, the um, head of the chamber. And he was going to ask me, why did you do this and not do this in the chamber? Why this? Mm-hmm. Why that? He's going to talk to some of us and ask us some questions, and we get notoriety in front of 500 people, you know, right. just naming our businesses and stuff. But right. the reason, ultimately, of not doing it in a larger group is because it just gets diluted. It does. It's an exclusive yeah. group of people that are targeting the exact same customer. Everyone's eye is not on each other like a bunch of savages. It is. Hey, how can I help you? Like, hey, can is there any customers that their backyards need improvements? Hey, like, I don't charge. I can go there and I can give you a design. Like, if you know they're just interested in wanting to hear what you have to say, like, 
there are, you know, entry ways that you can utilize yourself as a salesperson by helping someone else look good. So it could be a paver company. Every time a paver company does work, there's always restoration. Yeah. So how about you say to the paper company, hey, every time that you do a quote, is it okay if I go with you? I'll give them a quote for landscape enhancements and restoration, and you'll give the paper quote. It's funny you mentioned that because I just uh, struck a partnership with the paper company this week. And basically, uh, he hates doing sales. I love doing sales. So I'm going to take over his sales and try to package landscapes with his, his paper contracts. Oh, that's smart. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you need to really try to get everybody who's best in class. Yep. I mean, partner with them. We're also gonna, uh, we also talked with a little sort of micro group of our group because there's now about 15 people in there, 17 people. And there's, uh, we talked with the landscape architect, the pool guy, and the guy that does all the stoneworks in Palm Beach, all the hardscape. And we are thinking of doing some advertising together as the group. Oh, great. Mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to have um, a website that we purchased, uh, Top of Mind PB, you know, for Palm Beach. Okay. okay. So top of Mind I'm going to franchise it now. <laughs> right. You better hurry up. Uh, well, you can beat me to it and, you know, trademark it or whatever. Oh, no, I won't do that. But you can, uh, but you can you start can franchises. Topofmindpb.com. And I said, Jeff, you better hurry up. You got another business to run now. I know, right? Right. Uh, so I, th- I thought of it, actually. I haven't even really talked about it with my brother, but I'm like, you know, you know, I just thought about it. But anyway. Um, it's interesting how literally and this specific idea is not old, is not new. Right. But it's new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the old way of doing these business groups was, is there's every single type of service. and. Yeah. Having all of the services is what's built out the group yes. right? versus you're looking at the wrong people to make your transactions. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like a bunch of bloodhounds in a room because everyone's looking for each other for business. And when it's like, yes. well, I'm not giving you business, you're not giving me business versus right. it being like, I haven't had a customer that's requesting your service. I'm not getting papers. You know what I mean? I'm going to have a customer that's going to need your service. I don't have a customer that's looking to sell a house right now, but if they do, I know I'm going to tell them that I have a great realtor that they need to be using. Well, I mean, the, the way that you are approaching it, like the, for me, BNI was helpful as a start just to get the one thing that's helpful for me with BNI was getting comfortable selling myself. And I think for me, like it was a very a slow progress because I started my business when I was 14 and I was a technician doing the work and I hated the idea of business. But when I started a new branch in South Florida, that's when I realized, oh, I actually have to start a business. I have to think about the business and create a business. And it, B&I was the first kind of catalyst to help me to start sure. thinking about how to you know, brand myself in 30 seconds, how to discuss my business and be comfortable with promoting myself without feeling like I'm being arrogant. And uh, business, how I've found it is that you have to spend, you have to figure out who exactly your customer is. Yep. I don't think enough people spend enough time on being like, who exactly is my customer? And the thing is, is that you can have customers, residential, commercial, HOA, HOA, schools, you can have all of them, but there is a specific way to target each one of those particular industries. You can't just be like, we're the greatest. Come use us. Right. No. 
Because then no one's going to, it's not, no one's going to, a commercial person's not going to see it that it's a fit. A residential person might, but then a yeah. school might not see that you're large enough. An HOA might not see you're large enough. Like there's so many different levels inside of it that, you know, the BNI, you know, there's like even different levels of hierarchy in the BNIs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's the guys that have been there for a really long time. There's the ones that like always get referrals in the business. And then there's like the the people who run the BNI who prefer certain people and then they pressure certain people to do certain things. Like so well, it's like this whole culture associated listen, with BNI. It's something as far as the whatever with BNI, as far as the top of mind thing, it's you just design it to you. And then right. everybody benefits from it also because they all, if they work with you, they all work with different, you know, uh trades that each other is. You know what I mean? That's right. the sphere anyway of what people could recommend what you're doing with top of mind the the thing that i like about the idea is it's something i'm already doing because it it fits you like you're basically being specific to your industry right and it's easy to refer people in those ways that you trust because you're interacting with the same clients and you end up seeing these people face to face once a month Right. Do right by you because they see you, you know, mm-hmm. once a month, you're referring and they're, they're getting the benefit of your group, mm-hmm. you know, that you've put together and you've assembled. And mm-hmm. um, well, listen, so. being the one who starts it also, too, you believe it or not, these people that are when we're talking about like the, the hierarchy of food chain, you know, of like who's the biggest, who's the most important. Oh, they so, all defer to me. It's interesting. Yeah. There's a there's real estate agents that are that do hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sales, but then they're looking to the person who started it, which could be yep. you or it's Jeff. There's interior designers who work with billionaires who are looking to Jeff for, listen, they're still looking for ways to convert customers, ways to find customers, way to help service their customers. Also mm-hmm. even things to show their customers that they're doing things that are on the cutting edge. Yeah, I'm glad John brought that up because you wonder if there's a guy who's selling $500 million of real estate on Palm Beach Island every year, one year is 400, one year is 600, one year is 300, one year is 500. The guy's making $10 million a year. What the right. fuck does he need this group for? The fuck is he going there for? Because he knows, you know what? This is a really interesting idea. And you never know in this group if these are all people that are like, so say, for example, best in class. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like I said, the landscape quote is changing. You know, things are different and harder now and different ways of getting business. And if you don't put a lot of burden on their time or effort and it's only benefit, like you come, you meet the fucking mayor of Gainesville. Or you come to this event, you have these people, and we're going to refer you, and you send up there and talk about how this is not a so. I say this is not a social group. This is business. So we're talking about business. How do we refer to one another? These are the type of clients I have. This is I do suggestive selling. The name of mm-hmm. the group is specifically what you're supposed to subconsciously be thinking. Everything is to be. We're all going to keep each other top of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so suggestive, oh, suggestive selling. Tell me what you mean. We've also used it to leverage into other relationships that people aren't in the group to know about what we're doing also too. So if you're the catalyst of all of it, you can approach places that maybe you're looking to do business with about having that group do a little presentation for who you're looking to do it for. Okay. Tell me more. So, um, For example, there's one that is 
we have an interior designer in the group and there's this company called Hive, for example, that's in West Palm Beach. And they also do interior design. They have a bakery, they have these stores. It's like this big whole conglomerate uh, block of businesses that they have, but they are in the um, interior design industry, but they also were in other industries. So the thing is, is that you want to keep expanding on the relationships and you kind of want to look at it selfishly of what your value is and you want to make sure it's okay with the other person in the group, but you also want to make sure you can bring more value to the group. So connecting them with more people that know you're in the group obviously can kind of, again, enhance the importance of the group. It could particularly position you into a spot where you can get more business or meeting new people that you wouldn't have the opportunity to meet before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. And you said the group's at 15, 17. Uh, how big do you imagine the group would be? Where, where do you feel like it would be a, a good stopping point? Or is there no ceiling in your mind? Well, I think, you know, to a certain degree, we're still figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, I think it depends on the approximately where it's going to be, but I'll add and subtract people. It depends on the importance of the people, right? So you you might be like, I want the biggest and best realtor. And then you might find and meet another realtor that only sells commercial. Yeah. This guy's unbelievable. So Mm. he doesn't compete with this person, but I was only planning on having one realtor in the group, but this is totally different. Sure. Um, okay. And it could be somebody who's even in the same market, but they approach a customer a different way, right? Uh, like there's interior designers. Some do modern, some do different functions yeah. of design, and okay. their customers aren't really competing with each other. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as what you should do, you know, up there, it's... You just copy, just copy exactly what we did or make it your own, but just copy it and do it. Mm -hmm. Because you said you already have some people that you do business with, but if they are smaller, obscure, um, or people that think think of the best in your area, even if they're well above you, because the people Mm -hmm. that are in our group, great advice, our company collectively, we would be considered like a big player in the group. But the one group that we're specifically honing, which is Palm Beach Island, we're like a regular company to everybody else. We're not like unbelievably humongous. We have, you know, 50 people that work up there, but it's not, you know, what is that? It pales in the comparison to, um, you know, a real estate agent who sells $300 million or an interior designer who's been there for 30 years and is like, you know, locked arms with all these different people on the island. Like we don't have those kind of connections. Yeah. Especially just being in a landscape industry, people look at you a certain way. So obviously having people in those connected spaces look to you as a leader helps elevate you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. So I think this was an awesome conversation today. I didn't really realize we were going to get into um, uh, Tom's top of mind and how we're going to be expanding the group. But hey, Jonathan, I think you're the right guy to do it. So yeah, man. if you have any questions and want us to help you with it anymore, of course, reach out to me or Jeff. And again, let everyone know where they can reach out to you if they had any work done in Gainesville or want to connect with you. 
Uh, yeah, you can get a hold of us at lawnmoregainsville.com or 352-815-LAWN. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you guys later. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.